Uncluttered and Unfiltered is brought to you in part by our latest obsession, Pain Cakes. Pain Cakes are the revolutionary cold pack that stick to you so you can stick to your routine. Whether you're pounding the pavement as a runner like me or you're tackling the clutter as a professional organizer like Christine, Pain Cakes has got you covered. Pain Cakes comes in three sizes and can be used again and again. We both keep them in our freezers. And when we feel an ache or a pain, you just stick them on your body. You can do it a hundred times. It's all the benefits of using a cold pack, but no downtime. Find pancakes at pain-cakes.com or at thousands of retailers nationwide. Welcome to Uncluttered and Unfiltered, the podcast urging you to let it go and don't look back with nationally acclaimed professional organizer, Christine Stone and self-proclaimed hot damn mess radio and TV personality, Eden Kindle. Welcome everybody to Uncluttered and Unfiltered with me, Eden Kendall, and Christine Stone, professional organizer, as you just heard in our introduction. Neatly Designed is the name of her business, and we have been having a really good time with a topic between the two of us that we're going to share with you today, and it involves you really taking a good inventory of your life. But before that, let me ask you how your Mother's Day was. It was good. I just spent it with my mom. You know, my kids don't live here, but I loved it. I mean, you know. I mean, every year I'm learning to appreciate a little bit more, um, you know, so we had a good day. It was quiet. Mm-hmm. You know? I, I got to do things that are so me and so not you, but well, the first part I-, I <laughs> You think, went on a run. Well, no, I didn't. Oh. I'm not running right now, but I did actually uh, go to the dog park, which is a big thing oh, I love to do. We love to nice. you know do family day at the dog park. So we went to the dog park and then we saw- the Guardians of the Galaxy latest movie because you know we always love to see the Marvel movies. Oh wow, so was, was it good? Fun. It was. It was good. It wasn't my favorite of the series, but uh, other people disagree with me. We've had, but that's part of the fun of it. Having the lengthy debate over dinner afterwards, right? You know, on with, yeah, and we get all geeked out, like you know all the references. Which I could go down that road with you, but you'd one <laughs> think I was nuts. Two, we'd lose you and everybody else that <laughs> on is the not into that Marvel movies. Exactly. Getting back to what we're going to discuss today, these are the kind of memories that you make with your family that you may not think impact them now, but maybe in 30 years, I have to think my daughter might be looking back on her life and say, seeing Marvel movies was a big part of my life. So these things that we do on a day-to-day basis, while they seem like they're not a big deal, they very much could be impactful for our kids, especially when they're happy memories, but they're not all happy. No. So tell everybody, Christine, what you came up with, where you found it, and let's give credit where credit's due. Well, first of all, in October of 2010, I was watching an Oprah Winfrey episode of her talk show, which, God, I miss Oprah's talk shows, but anyway, with Jane Fonda. And she was talking about how she was doing a life in review And I was in my early 50s at the time, but it really just stuck in my head. Like, I really one day would love to do a review of my life from beginning to where I am at that point in my life. But I kind of just put it off. And fast forward, I was listening to Julia Louis-Dreyfus's podcast, Wiser Than Me. Highly recommend it. Great podcast. It's amazing. And Jane Fonda was on there. And I have seen... Every documentary, um, I've read her books. I I find her fascinating for one reason, and I know this isn't what other people probably find fascinating, but she takes responsibility 
for the mistakes in her life. And a lot of people don't do that. And so I just have really connected with her in a way of thinking, God, she can really say, I was a crappy mother and now I'm trying to make up for it. Or the whole Vietnam situation that went on. I was wrong and I'm sorry. And she's apologized. I know personally, I would not want to be judged for anything I did in my twenties at all. Even in my teens, you just, you, you live and you learn and you're young and you learn from your mistakes. But she, she, to me through the decades, cause that's what we're talking about has shown so much vulnerability in her life through her eating disorders, her marriages. And I I just have learned so much on a, a topic that she talks about, a life in review. And they were talking about it on the podcast. And it jarred, oh, gosh, I wanted to do that in 2010. And she did it when she was turning 60. So I decided to go and look at some of the questions about doing your own life in review. And that's when I talked to you. So the life in review you're speaking of, there are a couple of different sources for this, but it's basically a questionnaire that has three parts to it. And the way Jane Fonda views it is that our lives, our lives are three acts. You have up until you're 30, then you have from 30 to 60, and then 60 till in death do we all depart. Is that correct? Yes, that okay. is correct. That the sixties are your third and final act from 60, 70, 80 and up. Okay. So in order to do live your, your last act, you have to go back and look at the past. And it's not always easy. Like you said, some things are great and great memories and some things not so much. So it's interesting that you take these questions starting from childhood, adulthood, your teenage years, your 30s and 40s to kind of where you are today and how you want to live your last act. So this is how we decided to approach this. What we thought was, we're going to talk about the first section of it, the first act today, but we are going to post on our social media the entire questionnaire And what we would love is if you had an interest in doing one for yourself, we'll come back and we'll do a couple of more episodes on this. We'll have chats on our social media with you guys over on our Facebook Uncluttered and Unfiltered Ladies Only page. Please join it. We'll, we'll, We'll kind of do this almost like a study together. Yes. This is something that we're going to do like you've heard of devotionals and women's group, Bible study, whatever. This is kind of like that. So to get you into the mindset of what this entails, we thought we would go over a few of our favorite questions from the childhood portion. Yes. Answer them as best we can. Obviously, this is something you can do completely privately of your own home, and you never have to share a single answer with a single person. Right. But these are the ones that we are willing to share with you here. (laughs) So do you want to start with one of your favorites and we'll both answer? Um. You know what? I sure. I okay. mean, I I was teetering on this one, but I decided, you know what, being a child of the 70s, when they when this question is, did your parents have a good marriage? I grew up in the 70s. Everybody's parents had the same type of marriage. It wasn't it wasn't good, it wasn't bad, it just was. And it, I really had to think about that. 
Um, it, it wasn't like it is now where we need to discuss this. We need to talk about this. What so are when you, you say it, it is, it, it was not that it wasn't bad. You're talking about on the surface. On what the surface. What people see from the outside looking uh, what in. What people right. see okay. from the outside looking in. They looked like they had the, the same, same situation as everybody else because it was just a different time back then. Now, when I go back and look at this right now, I mean, it was – they're divorced, if that says anything to you. So it wasn't a good marriage. But to go back and look at that and really study it was kind of interesting. I mean, really interesting because it's not a simple question. No, they didn't. Yes, they did. They did back then. But when you say now they're divorced and you go back and you look at everything that created what was a marriage, you really realize, no, it was not good. So that's why I like this because it forces you to really think about things maybe you don't want to think about anymore or you've kind of buried or hidden. I wonder too, though, if you took any marriage, whether it ended in divorce or it went all the way through to the bitter end, if you had stopped it at any point within the marriage, if the answer would be different. In other words, like maybe some some couples have said that, and I've seen interviews with couples in their 80s and 90s, and they say, yeah, there were times when it was bad. But we stuck through it. Right. I mean, that's not to say that every every marriage needs to stick right. out if it's terrible. But I wonder if within certain time spots within that marriage, if the answer would be, oh, yeah, right now it's great. Right. Right now it's pretty rocky. I, you know, there are just different things that, that come up. But that is something that would be a great question to ask your mom or maybe not. Maybe it's more like, let, like let's... Well, let's you know what's funny about their generation? They don't want to talk You're about right. anything. You're right. I mean, I've never seen anything like it. They do not yeah. want to talk about anything. They just say, that was a long time ago. That's, yeah, that's no, that you're was right. a long time you're ago. Right. As so. I was saying it, I was thinking, no, don't bring that up to your mom. I love your mom. We just got, we all just all got a chance to meet your mom. Don't go throwing those questions. Right. She won't talk to us anymore. So uh, here, here's one. For me, and it's not nearly as deep, but I loved this question because it reminded me so much about growing up. What was your bedroom like? And it brought up a very specific memory to me when we moved into this house. I did not want to move into the house. I was really upset. We were leaving Connecticut and moving to Miami. And so I had a bad attitude from the beginning, really young, like five or six years old. So they said, you can choose your bedroom. Because my sister's so easygoing, and she even said, "You choose your bedroom, you little disaster. You just pick." <laughs> and the the bedroom, I the reason I wanted this bedroom was it had a door. What do they call these doors that are half? You can open just the half top. Oh, uh, like a barn door, yeah, kind of. You like, were just the top. Yeah, opens. so like you could almost put on like a puppet show for right. your own. Room. Oh yeah, I love that. Yeah, so to me that was the coolest thing ever. Yeah. So that that's my fondest memory of my room, and that was the bone they threw me. To move all the way from Connecticut to Miami. But is it funny? That's like if I asked you what you did last week, you might go, I don't know. know. But you can remember that bedroom and that door like as if you were still there. That's what I found fascinating about this. Like if you asked me stuff I did a long time ago, but some of these questions, it like for instance, what big world events do you remember from the time you were growing up? I mean, literally every single one, I was like, oh my God, I remember when, when I was driving to because of that event, which was one thing was the Challenger explosion. Mm-hmm. I was still young enough, you know, 
not married, and I can remember exactly where I was. Or when John Lennon was shot or President Reagan had an assassination attempt. I was a freshman in college. Do you know what I mean? Like oh, there yeah. are events you can remember so vividly. There are other little things I remember that were not big giant stories, but they were news stories at the time. There was, tell me if you remember this. I have yet to find anyone who does. There was a news story that broke that said that the inside of our hair dryers had asbestos in it and that they were, you had to take your hair dryer to somebody to go look inside your hair dryer. And I was in a panic because I loved my hair dryer so much. I think when you have hair like mine, you'll take it. I mean, you know what I mean? I don't even remember that probably because my hair was so frizzy and wild and crazy that I was like, oh, well, you know, Uh I need I need to blow dry this mess. So there's nothing I can do about it. Yeah, that's what I think. But there are all kinds of those stories that I remember watching the news and being so scared by these stories. I used to be afraid of the news. The news was terrifying to me because they always offered and it's the same today conflict with no resolution. Well, that brings me to the Ted Bundy because I was in, it was in the seventies and it happened at Florida State University. One, you know, some of his horrible yeah. killings. And that's all people were talking about over and over and over again. So things like that, I do remember distinctly because my parents were, everybody's parents were freaking out because you send your kids to college. And you Mm -hmm. don't expect anything like that to happen. Watergate. I wasn't really the kid that was into politics at all. But don't you remember? I do. Sitting in front of the big, humongous box TV, like watching Nixon resign, listening to all the Watergate hearings. I mean, you can remember those moments specifically. And it's unbelievable. It's unreal. It's unreal. So, okay. Who was more strict, your mother or your father? And do you have a vivid memory of something you did that you were disciplined for? Uh, That would be my father all the way. My Mm -hmm. mom was not really a disciplinarian at all. Mm -hmm. Were you a a pretty obedient kid, though? Very. I I am a rule follower. That's Mm -hmm. the big joke in my family. I mean, I am a rule follower. I don't break rule. One needs to live by rules or else we're all going to be crazy. So I was very good, but I had two brothers. So when you have brothers, you always look like you're really good, no matter what you do. I wasn't perfect, that's for sure. I just never got caught like they did. Uncluttered and Unfiltered is brought to you in part by Hearts for Minds. Hearts for Minds is encouraging you to use your sidewalk to motivate others for Mental Health Awareness Month. Help break down the stigma of mental illness, spark conversation, and maybe just make somebody's day a little sweeter. It's easy. Grab some chalk and write inspirational messages and pictures on your sidewalk. Snap a photo and share it online by tagging Hearts for Minds on Instagram. And use the hashtag Chalk It Up for Life. That's Chalk It Up, the number four, and life. Let's chalk it up for mental health. Visit Hearts for Minds. That's Hearts, the number four, and Minds.org to learn more. <sighs> I'm, I'm the opposite. Oh, you really? Yeah, I, I had some things that I would get in trouble for here and there, and uh not not things I'm so not proud of it. And this is a whole other topic on right. how much do you share with your kids? Right. You know, because you hate to say like, I turned out fine, but I did this, this, and this. But it was and a different it, time. It was a different time. Exactly. But yeah, but one thing I do remember that I am willing to share is 
I had, do you remember the little toys called Weebles? Yes. They were like little Weebles ovals, wobble, but they don't, don't fall down. down. Exactly. I was playing with one in the car and I, I somehow sent it flying up to the front seat, which hazardous, not good, can't throw things into the front seat. And I will never forget my dad pulling over <laughs> and throwing that thing out the window. window. And I was like, oh, okay, I've learned that lesson. And yeah. I still to this day remember that. Yep. So yep. I think that those kinds of things stick with you. I mean, there were other punishments that were, I guess that fit the crime. I mean, I can't say that's great for the environment right, to throw a toy out the window, right. but at the same time, I wasn't going to throw it into the front seat and maybe get right. us in a crash again, right. was I? No, you were not. So what else did you like on here? Well, I like what inventions do you remember the most? Yes. And this one wasn't really an invention so much as a vivid, vivid memory, which was disco. And um, I remember... The, okay, so I know I said I was a rule follower, so this is kind of contradicting that. But I remember everyone wanted to go to the discos and dance, but I was only like a 10th grade, and my parents were like, you're not going to a disco. So I would dress in a outfit like I was going to the movies, and you had these clothes called dance skin clothes, and all you had to do was put on a leotard, which I had had under my shirt that was all buttoned up to my neck, and then you would throw on a cute little dance skin skirt that you would tie, and you had your big platform shoes yep. in your purse, and so they thought I was going to the movies. Wait, you're the rule follower. I know, but when it came to disco dancing, <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, I, in my mind, I justifies it because I'm like, I'm going dancing. I'm not going to go, you know, raging. I'm dancing. So we would go to the club and dance till about midnight and then go home and Pretend we went to the movies. Wait, how old were you then? I was in 10th grade. Oh my gosh. 10th, 11th, both. See, we used to do, we used to do some, so I, I really want to one day get into a question on our social media asking like, have you as an adult gone back and told your parents any of the stuff you pulled Oh on God, them? yes. I've, so, I have. So we used to go to these places in South Florida to see the break dancers. So you can see it was just a little bit of a difference in the time right, frame. Right, right. Um, just those few years between us makes a difference in the it cultural really phenomenon. Does. It really does. It does. And so we would go and it'd be like, it wasn't 10th grade, but it was, it was senior year. And we would have fake IDs and we would get into these clubs and, and it was because we wanted to hang out with the break dancers. Oh my so God. That's I think so it's, yeah, I think it's just all around. I'm disco to, dancing and you're hanging out with yeah, break dancers. And, and our guys are doing the worm and we're all like, Ooh, that's so hot. Um, also people don't realize, I mean, remote controls, cable TV, mm-hmm. MTV. Yep. Yep. That was something that I actually brought up to you the other day. We were talking about the inventions and my grandmother had a TV with a remote. She also on this remote, had a function that said zoom and you could zoom in on the picture and all it did was like make the picture cut off the edges of the picture but zoom in on it pointless right pointless feature but right. we couldn't believe that she had this and i do remember the first microwave i ever saw at a friend's oh, house oh right although to me i'm just going to say they're still really only good for melting butter and popping popcorn i really haven't figured out and reheating items i haven't figured out in all these years what a real microwave can do other than those three things, which is great. Don't get me wrong. But in all these years, it still does the same thing. Well, (laughs) a microwave is a great invention for defrosting too, but also an air fryer was a better invention even than that. Right. That's what I I mean. mean. There's something different every time. Uh, Let's see. Do you have anything between where we just left off and summer holidays? Because I think summer holidays 
lends itself to every teenage movie. You know, you always see these movies about these teens and how they're spending their summers and there's love and there's camp and there's this and there's that. And for me, summer holidays, a lot of my friends went away to sleepaway camp and I was so jealous, so very jealous that finally one year I got to go to a two-week sleepaway Girl Scout camp in the Keys and it was all girls. So these friends of mine are going off to these sleepaway camps and they're kissing boys right, and they're doing all right. these things and I'm at this all Girl girls. Scout camp. But it was still really fun, but I'm just saying. Um, for us, it was, you could always bring a friend, no matter what, or your girlfriends would, would be allowed to bring a friend. So I would spend so many vacations in our own rooms, separate from the parents, but everybody would go. And so I have very fond memories of vacations with my family and with my friends' families. Um, because it, like I said, it was a different time. It wasn't mm-hmm. like, okay, we're going to Wally world. I mean, it was, you could bring a friend, you can mm-hmm. guys do your thing, go to the beach, hang out at the pool. And so what's not fun about that? Right. And I had two brothers, so I had instant people to hang with all the time. Can you imagine if we had social media back then? We could oh, be I- looking at all of those pictures of I mean, we have pictures, sure, but not like what we would have today, which is good and bad. Uh, you know what? I say it's all good that I grew up when mm. I did. I really do. I think that if there was social media back when I was growing up, it it would have. I just am <laughs> so 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 glad there's no there. It, we grew up in a time that's kind of frozen in time, and you know, but yeah. but every. I sound like a boomer because like everybody is like, okay, you old lady talking like that, you know, but um, I thought this was really good. The, the beginning part. And, you know, you and I both have discussed alone that we've answered some of these questions on our own because some of them really do spark some things that you're like, God, I forgot about that. Some of them are kind of dark. Some of them are like, I I could live my whole life and not remember that again. But I think that's the point. If you're going to do a life in review, you have to know, as Jane Fonda said, where you've been in the past in order to have a good last act. And so in order to do it, you want to do it truthfully and honestly so that the last 60s, 70s, 80s are a time that you really have no regret, as she says. One way I would describe this is picture this as somebody said to you, hey, I'm going to leave you in this room and I'm going to start this video and just feel free to watch it. It's your whole first part of your life. Um, You're not going to have remembered a lot of these things, but it's going to come back to you and enjoy. Watch it all now. Watch a little bit now, whatever you want to do. That's kind of the way that felt for me because it opened the floodgate to memories. Yes. That, not even that I think I suppressed, just that they got lost. Right, right. So, so we invite you once again. We're going to post the set of questions that we are using. There are yes. multiple versions of this same kind right. of thing. We'll pick one and stick to it. Right. We'll post it on our social media. We would love for you to 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 do this along with us. Give us feedback on if it opened a can of worms for you. Obviously, we're not trying to pry into your business, but if there's something that it sparks in you and you want to share, we always love that. Or if you really loved doing this and it really was a positive experience to move forward in life. This isn't about kind of getting stuck in the past. It's helping you 
move forward because you don't want to live the last act of your life with regret, Mm -hmm. I feel. And that's part of doing this is moving forward and, and fixing the wrongs from your past. And to uh, to circle back to what you said about Jane Fonda going through her life and taking responsibility, this offers you an opportunity to do that as well. Because you might remember something and say, you know what, I never apologized mm-hmm. to so-and-so for that. And while they may have forgotten about it, I, it could right. be an opportunity to pick up a phone and, and call somebody I you agree. haven't talked to in a long I time. Agree. So, as always, at this point of the show, we always like to ask you to recommend our podcast to a friend share on social media, reviews, five stars, all of those things help us a lot. And we greatly enjoy interacting with you guys on social media. So please, please, please follow us on all the socials. But the most important one is our private Facebook group that once, you know, it's not hard to get in it, but you got to be right. You got to get in it. So it's uncluttered and unfiltered ladies only. And we have a lot of fun in there too. Sometimes we just ask some questions that are just for fun. Yes. And we're definitely going to get a few questions off of this and post them daily. So thanks, everybody. And remember, in all things, even if it's a question you answered on your life in review, once you acknowledge it, you can let it go. And don't look back. Don't look back. Don't look back. Don't look back. Hi, it's Eden. Christine and I absolutely love bringing you Uncluttered and Unfiltered, the podcast for women over 50. For the first time, we're asking you for your help. A one-time or monthly donation from you will help us with production costs and help us grow this awesome community. Find a link to make a donation in our most recent show notes in our Uncluttered and Unfiltered Ladies Only Facebook group pinned to the top or on our Uncluttered and Unfiltered Facebook page. And in advance, thank you.